Hey everybody, welcome to the Binge Movie Podcast, in which a couple of homos review the latest movie theater releases from our own queer-ass perspectives. I am Jason Leroy. I'm Rebecca Olarte, and today we have a very special episode where we're only going to take a look at one movie, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Just one thing on our minds this week, guys. It's just singular focus. It's all about Ghostbusters. And uh, and hopefully when you are deciding what movie to see at theaters this weekend, you will also just have one movie on your mind, and that will also be... Of Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, because every time you buy a ticket to Ghostbusters, an internet troll cries a bucket of tears. <laughs> so just keep that in mind, guys. Every ticket sold equals another bucket of troll tears. Absolutely. Just keep those tickets coming. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it. Ghostbusters. Uh, following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiasts Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates, nuclear engineer Jillian Heltzman, and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh. Did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. So maybe we get started uh, with our backgrounds with Ghostbusters, just sure. as as a mythology, as a pop culture iconography. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what's... Big Ghostbusters fan as a kid. Yeah, had all the toys. You? I had the the kick out thing with you step on it and it would open up to catch oh, the wow. ghosts. Um, I was really into it. I saw the movie semi recently, maybe like three years ago was the last yeah. time I saw it. How did it hold up? Um, I was drunk, but it was funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, you and your Sunday morning drunk movies. You know, I just love my cereal yeah, and my Heineken. You, every time you wake up still drunk, you're like, Ghostbusters! <laughs> Give me Slimer. <laughs> uh, so it was just a movie that was put on in front of you when you were young at some point, and you mm, just... Yeah, I must I probably watched it at like a friend's house. I feel like that's not mm. something my parents would have watched. No. Um, so I probably watched it at a friend's house and then just got super into it. Um, like how young are we talking? Uh, I'm trying to think. It must have been when, when like two came out because I probably was like around seven. Okay, yeah. Because the first the one came I was out in 84, toys. right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I was probably too young for that one. Sure. But whenever they had like the big marketing push with like all the stuff. Yeah. I was really, you know, I was really into getting all of the Sure, like, stuff like McDonald's things. tie-ins and things like oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had a little Slimer um, from a McDonald's toy. Um, Your first crush. <laughs> my last. <laughs> Slimer makes me feel feelings. What can you say? You know, that's what Slimer's there for. How about you? So, I... Ghostbusters wasn't a movie that I watched growing up. Oh, okay. um, you know, I feel like in in you know that that might be surprising to hear, but I feel like when you're a kid, you only know whatever movies were put on in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't watch like The Dark Crystal. I didn't watch uh, uh, what's that fucking movie that everyone talks about? Labyrinth. Had, like Labyrinth. Yeah, I didn't watch that until recently. Um, Me too. What's the one with um, Goonies? Oh, I never saw that one either. Yeah, no, never watched the Goonies. Mm-mm. 
Um, what I did watch uh, was the Ghostbusters animated series. Maybe that's what got me into it. That I watched the shit out of. Maybe that's what it was. But uh, the actual movie I didn't watch until a few years ago, and honestly, it didn't make much of an impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my main 80s supernatural comedy was Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. I didn't really watch that one either. That I watched over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, that that was mine. So all of this to say to establish for our listeners where we're coming from yeah. in approaching this remake of, of Ghostbusters. Uh, so you would have more cause to be threatened um, by the idea of revisiting this piece of your childhood that apparently is... Is so is, is such a fragile piece of so many childhoods. Uh, people so are, people are affected. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, so when you heard there was going to be a remake, was any part of you like, oh no, or um, was it so, automatically in favor since it was all female? Uh, automatically in favor because it was all female, <laughs> and not just all female, but the cast itself was mm-hmm. you know pretty uh, remarkable. Um, but I'd say that like again, maybe it was the cartoon that that I was uh, more of a fan of um, mm-hmm. because I don't remember feeling like it had to be a certain way hmm. like my my most positive associations are really with the toys yeah i just always wanted to wear a jumpsuit <laughs> i feel like i really oh, targeted that part of me yeah um but in watching this movie um kate mckinnon has like a pretty epic um battle scene with the ghost she does and um, i'm i just couldn't stop smiling all i could imagine is if if i had watched that when i was a kid how awesome that would have been oh yeah she how super cool she is badass she really is she has some swagger it's so good it's pretty fucking she's she's really the only uh cast member who gets a scene like that where she is just fucking laying waste yeah and uh yeah no that's very cool we're jumping ahead a little bit a little bit a little bit but but but, yes as a child i would have probably been out of my mind for that yeah i would have bought more toys yes yeah no that was a very cool scene um so you know i feel like i want to address just how unfair it is that this ghostbusters has so much living up to do um that the standard that's just such an insane insane double standard uh, there have been a million remakes. Mm-hmm. There have been a million mm-hmm. sequels that were basically remakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's nothing new. And yet Ghostbusters has been singularly uh, impacted by, you know, by record setting internet negativity. Absolutely. And and even movies that have such a strong cult following, like all of the Star Wars movies, Jurassic Park, anything mm-hmm. that would appeal to like. Um, people our age in their youthful influence and things that would be considered like uh, childhood heroes mm-hmm. and, and icons have all been remade. Yeah, yeah. No, these things all get remade. And, and most have have gotten a bit of ire. I think that Star Wars is probably the one I would think is second most has had yeah. um, fan fanboy um, pushback. Yeah, I mean, it's a common it's a common complaint, you know, like this is all that, you know, this is like the everyman uh, complaint about Hollywood is that like, oh, Hollywood's out of ideas. It's all just mm-hmm. remakes and sequels. And and it's like, well, guys, like Hollywood makes what it thinks will make money mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. as long as these things like fucking Jurassic World, you know, broke records. Uh, so, you know, that was, or Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yeah. Um, you know, that, that sent a message that like, yes, keep doing this, please. <laughs> we, right. We are in favor. I mean, I saw uh, it. Yeah, exactly. No, we all saw it, you know. 
Um, we all saw it. We all saw it. We all saw it. We all read the note. Uh, so, you know, so it's 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 a common complaint, but, uh, you know, and it's okay to be like, this is not what I want. Um, but to single out Ghostbusters in particular, um, for obviously, obviously sexist reasons, was entirely and continues to be very, very, very shitty. Yeah. Um, and to, you know, to have these man tears spilled over, uh, you know, oh, my childhood. It's Grow like, the fuck up. <laughs> you are an adult. If this was a movie when you were a child, you are a fucking adult. Grow up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the world. And this is not the first movie from your childhood to be remade. And yet it is the only one that you have participated in like a coordinated campaign mm-hmm. to destroy. Uh, so fuck you. <laughs> You're a child. Um, You're still a child. Your childhood never ended. Yeah, got, got yeah that's actually the issue. Got is a that new splash for you. you. You aren't able to accept the fact that the world uh, is changing and that you are not a child anymore. Right. And, uh, you know, there's. I saw a quote from Leslie Jones um, in one of the articles about this film where she was saying that she was like, you know, this is this is for the next generation to mm-hmm. this is a, this is a great story and it, it holds up and so like we're just making it for another generation like if you grew up with the old ghostbusters so did all of us you know we right. all revere it this is for the next generation who would you know look at that movie and be like this is weird and old right uh you know like there's something to that to these stories that you know have a kind of you know they have legs they endure mm-hmm. uh you know they they become these sort of archetypal stories that just get told again and again and, uh, you know, and I think that that I think that makes sense. And I think those pictures from the premiere of all the little girls wearing yeah. the, the jumpsuits and the jetpacks looking up adoringly at them. I wonder if they make that in, a, in an adult size <laughs> medium. <laughs> I could fit into a youth extra large. Yes. Or, or a men's extra, extra small. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in there. Is anyone out there knows. Sweet zone. I need to go to the, Target real quick. Give us the hookup on that. Uh, so, yeah. So it's it's something where it's not... Not everything is for you, guys. No. Not everything is for you. Yeah. Um, like, if you don't want to see your favorite movie remade, then don't go see the fucking remake. Right. Like, no one's forcing you to. Right. Uh, but also, if you like the franchise, give the remake a shot because yeah. it's good. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're a reasonable fan of the first right. Ghostbusters uh, who is not having uh, a ridiculous, misogynistic, knee-jerk response to the idea that they were somehow catering to political correctness by making an all-female remake, uh, then if you are not one of those nightmares, um, then... (laughs) If you're a well-adjusted adult. Yes, exactly. Then, by all means, uh, go and see this movie because it was very funny. Um, So one of the things I wanted to talk about was the way the movie um, sort of is in regard to the the controversy. One thing Mm. that comes up in the movie I didn't expect to see, and I sort of wonder if they added it later, um, was that, um, so while they're busting these ghosts and before they become like the official Ghostbusters, one of the first things they do is uh, they take video of them like finding the ghosts and they put it up on what looks like YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so this movie had a, again, you mentioned a very coordinated campaign. It received the most dislikes of any video ever. Yeah. Um, in the fastest amount of time as well. So the the dislikes to likes was was the ratio was way off, um, and that was part of the um, I don't know fanboy. Um, uh, yeah, I mean it was just like the redditors. It. it was yeah, it was just like crap dudes on Twitter and Reddit, uh, you know, in in the deep web, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dark web, the dark web. Um, so much so that they had actually released like the second trailer on Facebook only, where I think they felt like the 
community there was a little less of that sort of basement mm-hmm. dwelling angry nerd type mm-hmm. um and it still received a lot of negative uh rev- like reviews and comments but but less so than, than the youtube video so yeah. anyway in this in the movie when they put the videos of them busting ghosts up on youtube they make a whole bunch of jokes about what youtube comments are like and like how you should respond and how you know they're i think they even put one that's probably actually from the video um, it was something like, this isn't real, or I forgot what it was. Oh, uh, well, Kristen Wiig is like, ain't no bitches gonna bust no ghosts. That's <laughs> what it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they directly take that on, which yeah, there, I thought was amazing. Yeah, there's a running, yeah, there's a little bit of a running joke with that. That like, as they're out there doing this, there's like a running internet commentary, like, <laughs> like talking shit about them. Uh, so, which was very smart. But, you know, and now, um, you know, so we're recording this um, a few days before the film's theatrical release. Um, it's screened for us tonight. We're coming. We've just come from the theater minutes ago. Minutes ago, straight from the theater. Still to sweaty it. from it. Still, yeah. Still got the stank of the theater on us. Uh, and it could also be it's my my, my weirdly vinegar scented new shirt. Um, <laughs> it's like a vinegar chip bag. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So I was going for it's making me hungry. Um, and uh, you know, and so it was screened for New York and LA press last week, and the embargo was lifted for the reviews on Sunday, and the reviews poured in. And, uh, and and the, the first ones that I saw were all really negative um, from the trades, from Hollywood Reporter and Variety were both pretty shitty to it. Um, but uh, but then now they've all been tabulated and it's like 77% or something on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fresh. Nice. Uh, so, but one of my, um, uh, a colleague of mine posted her review and, and not, not for a major publication or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just website. And, um, and, and yeah, she's got the trolls on her. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Her comments include, and she posted a screenshot of it with these guys' names. Um, Nathan Cloudus says, I bet she's a dumb bitch, lol. Uh, Richard Thomas says, well, I'm going to assume she's an idiot. Um, Levi Littlefair says, only the four men that played it first are the real Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. And I should note that our is spelled O-U-R. Our, our the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so this is something that continues, you know, this is, this is, yeah. this is playing into a much bigger picture of the way that, you know, women are made to feel that they are not safe on the internet and that yeah, they're being told absolutely. to shut up and go away. Um, there's, uh, also when I was looking at the information uh, for the movie, I was looking at IMDb and both IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are getting, um, Oh, besieged. Yeah. Yeah. By user, user, user reviews. reviews. Yeah, yeah. User reviews. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and there, I've seen screenshots of. Reddit forms being like, okay, well, the reviews aren't all bad, so now we have to figure out another way to like make sure no one goes to see this. Like, it's it's it's, it's really really it's like every crap dude in the world. Like, how how are there also guys out there who have time to like shit talk Hillary Clinton? <laughs> if, if everybody, if every crap dude in the world is focused on this, it's it's kind of strange. It's weird because you, there's so many right. There's so many of these comments. Mm-hmm. These people are walking amongst amongst us. Yes, <laughs> I was. What I forgot what it was. I was walking somewhere the other day and I was like. At least somebody in this room is leaving either an All Lives Matter or um, or a Ghostbusters comment yeah. somewhere on the internet. It has to be like one out of every four dudes. Yeah. At least one of every four white dudes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's fucking nuts. crazy. They're Who everywhere. are these people? Who are Who they? Who are these people? Uh, I don't know that I've seen a single you know person that I actually know step forward. I've seen pers- people I know step forward and say all lives matter shit because we all have those friends from high school on Facebook. <laughs> In the um, but uh but no I've not seen anyone actually step forward and be just like, oh we'll see Ghostbusters with women. 
I don't think I've actually seen that. And yet apparently these people are out there in like record numbers. Maybe there's just a lot of, what? I don't know. But um, another interesting thing about that with this movie is in addition to the running commentary, um, this, you know, that kind of jokey subplot about them being shit talk on the internet as they're going about their business, the villain. Yes, this is what I was waiting to, yeah, to get to. The villain, more or less, um, who <laughs> is who is played by uh, a, a comic actor and writer named Neil Casey, mm-hmm. um, who I recognized immediately from Broad City when he played the accountant they bring their bags of receipts to. And, oh, they're, I don't remember and, that and they're like, Killian Casey, Killian Casey. <laughs> uh, he also has been a recurring player on Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. And um, he was a writer on Saturday Night Live, writer on Kroll Show, also appeared in the Kroll Show. So, um, so yeah, he's one of those guys when you see me like that, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so he basically is playing like a whiny crap white dude troll. Yeah, who basically doesn't get any respect in the world. Right. Like he, it's very like, um, it's not even something you have to figure out. It's, it's yeah. said. Um, he doesn't get any respect in the world. Um, people don't like him. And he, all he wants to do is get revenge because he hates the world that he's living in. It's so exactly. perfect. Yeah. It's, I just, it that feels was so very, amazing. It feels very pointed. It really does. Uh, yeah, it's very it's very targeted. It's very targeted. And that's another thing where I'm like, did they just go into it knowing that? Like, that they were yeah, just going to. Yeah, I mean, the like, people who didn't like the movie didn't know. I mean, I guess know. when they announced it, I mean, you know, even when it was announced, it already was being pounced. So long before there was a trailer, right, right. from the time it was announced, there was already the uproar. So. Who knows? I mean, it was co-written by Paul Feig, who directed it, mm-hmm. as with um, Katie Dippold, who wrote The Heat, um, mm-hmm. his his other one of his other films. And uh, yeah, they they possibly could have you <laughs> put that in, or uh, but yeah, he just he looks the part. He does, you know. God bless this poor man, but he just looks like, like an internet just, troll. Yeah, he is. He's, he has the exact face of what you would picture an internet troll looking mm-hmm. like. Yeah, and um, and so that's it, it. Plays out in both macro and micro ways in this movie. This battle between um, the Ghostbusters and the trolls. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I thought that was just so perfect i really enjoyed watching his character sort of like um just describe the way he sees himself in the mm-hmm. world and the fact and, and there's this part where he talks about how just, difficult things are and, and then he's talking to these four women and, and melissa mccarthy's <laughs> character is like yeah we know like <laughs> we get shit on all the time right. <laughs> what they're trying to do do good and he's trying to destroy the world because he can't handle the fact that people don't like him right exactly and i guess you know and that's kind of the one piece of the movie where it tries to bridge you know kind of bridge a gap between the the two the big yeah listen dude like we all get it yeah like you know we also you know get shit on and people don't take us seriously uh Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. know like there are different ways you can choose to respond to that Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's it's it's not it's not a big teachable moment but it's a quick moment yeah Um, i do feel like when the the if if and when and i'm sure they will that the internet trolls who are like protesting this movie will actually probably watch it mm -hmm. either to hate watch it or whatever that's going to be an exciting time when this movie is released <laughs> and those guys can watch this and see that character. It, it, I mean, everything that they hated about the movie before they even knew about it, thinking that it's like some sort of man hating and that they're right. they're being targeted and things are being yeah. taken away from them. And then they, if they can at all relate to that, um, the mm. villain, it's going to be a shit show. And I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Yes. I mean, I will say that the movie is not interested in its male characters beyond serving specific functions they're usually one dimensional mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is fine because yeah. that's the the role of women in most movies right is is you know one dimensional supporting character mm-hmm. uh you know so we have that villain yeah uh we have chris hemsworth <laughs> yeah we have a lot of chris hemsworth we have a lot of chris hemsworth what did you think about what did you think about that 
Mm. <laughs> My God, does he that man very handsome. does that man know how to wear just a white t-shirt and jeans? Some Warby Parkers and just oh, just. No one has ever looked better. He really he he played the part well. Oh my he god! He plays just like eye candy. Oh my god! He he leans into it. He does. He does not like he his character. You know he's playing the secretary. He's playing the Annie Potts role. Um, but it's he is he is happily objectified. Mm-hmm. Um, he is playing a dumb dumb dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just there just to look gorgeous and to be stupid and to be objectified and leered at by the women. And it's fantastic. And the running gags with him are hilarious. Um, the writing for his character is so funny. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's just, just like these blatantly stupid things, but yeah. they're so good. And they, they, um, stick around for the end credits. Yeah. Stick around for the end. That was uh, weird. But... <laughs> because, uh, yeah, there was a scene that I, I, it felt almost a little sloppy because it looks like, uh, it once, at one point he leads a sort of, I'll call it a flash mob. Yeah. Um. Under under circumstances that are crucial to the climax of the film, and uh, and it seems like they shot it to use in the actual movie, and then they decided not to, and then they just made it sort of a music video that plays over the end yeah, credits. Yeah, it's super weird. It's very weird, but it's funny. It's still funny, and I was like in it to watch him dance. Sure, um, of course. And he's you know because there's a scene where he also is kind of dancing with them while they're celebrating after one of their mm-hmm. victories, and oh, I was yeah. like, I just I was like, buckle up. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is about to fucking dance and I'm not going to be able to handle this. Uh, so he looks amazing. He's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and bless him. You know, he just he just gets to, he's in on it. You know, he's in on their yeah. mission. He gets, he's like, yeah, sure, I'll show up and like be like this dude who gets objectified. That's fantastic. Um, he's, I noticed that he's on the artwork now. Oh, really? Which he wasn't initially. Oh, I didn't see it. Um, this was something that um, the artwork they had up on the screen um, before, like, the, you know, when you go to one of these kinds of advanced screenings, they usually have um, the movie art, the key art up on the screen with, like, the release date and the hashtags they want to use or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. and so and it's the four Ghostbusters and then also Chris Hemsworth. I've noticed him popping up in more things, which I don't love. Yeah. Just because Andy Potts wasn't on the posters right. for the original. Uh, so it's like they're putting him there just to hedge their bets a little bit. Like, look, there's also there's a, a dude in it. Thor's in it. It's okay, guys. Thor's in it. It's not just vagina. <laughs> but wait till they see him in it. Yeah, exactly. But then here's the thing. So Rebecca and I and our knack for seeing next to crazy people at movie theaters <laughs> was intact. And I don't even know if you heard him saying this. But so these two dudes walk in and plop down right next to us. And the one just un- impromptu announces them to us. As he's like, hey, I'm Delroy Lindo, and this is Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Uh, which was strange, because they were both Asian. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, just kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, and then they sit down, and, and, and the one dude begins to break down the appearances of the women oh. on the screen. Okay, I caught a little and bit of that. And he points at Melissa McCarthy, and he goes, that's not her body. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. And then he points at Leslie Jones, and she's like, and he's like, and she's taller than that. And then he just commences to just like break down all the ways like, oh, they've altered this. Like, that's not what these women look like. Oh, they're trying to make them look prettier. They're trying to make them look thinner than they are or shorter than they are. And I uh, missed that. Yeah. So I was like, and see, like, and that's, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and also, fuck you, Melissa McCarthy has lost some weight. Like, Mm -hmm. she has. She's lost some weight. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. she's she's more petite now. Uh, You know, like, so like that, that is what she looks like. Yeah, and, it, it, it's and not also, for you to. Yeah, it's not for you as a dude to sit there and be like, "Oh, I'm going to appraise and judge uh, this this woman's body." I mean, Melissa McCarthy brings that out in so many crap dudes. Like, absolutely, you know, like this, like they feel entitled to weigh in on her appearance. I mean, same thing with Amy Schumer. 
Same thing with Amy Schumer. Same thing with um with most recently with Renee Zellweger. Oh my! Don't even. Did you see? I that? can't even want to talk about that. Yeah, this is already too much. <laughs> yeah, no. We Rebecca's been having a rough that. night, uh, <laughs> and it's about to get rougher if I provoke her on the Owen Glaberman the essay yeah, that about was terrible struggling variety. just the, the challenges that we face as men when women change their faces. That was that was a so unnecessary, so unnecessary. It was, so it's this article about how. When a woman, act, when an actress changes the way she looks. Is she the and, same actress? Yeah. So it's just talking about how she's in the new Bridget Jones. And she looks different. And like different. he's so attached to Bridget Jones that he feels betrayed because she doesn't look like Bridget Jones anymore. Yeah. Which, first of all, if you're that attached to Bridget Jones, there's a whole other issue going on. I mean, I am, but. Well, I mean, that's you. <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't you go wouldn't. on a tear against uh, Renee Zellweger's Unbelievable. new face. Unbelievable. Just something you would never, ever, ever hear about a dude. Did you read Rose McGowan's open letter? I did. Yeah. yeah. But she's she's really coming up. Oh, I mean, she's 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 a Guns she's a little warrior. Yeah, I mean, she's not always the most well spoken. Yeah, um, but she means well. She does. Uh, and she's and she's she's. She, I mean, there's no actress who has just been the most scor- scorched earth. Yeah. Uh, in terms of being like, yeah. fuck you, fuck this, fuck that, fuck everything. I'm You're a going, I'm shaving my head now and 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 going my own way. I'm done acting. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a revolutionary now. <laughs> so you go ahead, Rose. You go ahead. She's gone full. Um, she's been radicalized. She has into it. Yeah, into it as well. So, I would take that over Owen Glaberman's essays about Marina Zellweger's face any day. That's terrible. Um, so this also, movie had me laughing two yes. minutes in. Yes. A minute and a half, 30 seconds in, I was laughing. Yes. It starts off with uh, Zach Woods from yes. Silicon Valley. V- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just hilarious. From, from the moment he said face bidet. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the second line. Right away. Um, right away. The movie's hilarious. I think the only part that is a little strange is I feel like it's Kate McKinnon's transition to like film timing mm. um, is a little strange. Hmm. I think that's some, like, because she has a tendency to sort of like mumble. Yeah. And go through things in a way that's weird and quirky and funny. Mm hmm. But it, I don't know if it like worked as well on such a big stage. Interesting. Interesting. I, most of her, most of what, what she did was funny, but some of the things I was like, it just needs to be a little bit different or like the shot where she does it needs to be framed differently. Hmm. Um, it's just, it doesn't, it feels very like Saturday Night Live. That's interesting. I didn't pick up on that. No. I didn't pick up on that. No, I thought that she was. I thought that she and Le- I thought that she was more of a natural in some ways than Leslie Jones was. Hmm, interesting. Because I think like Leslie Jones had very good timing. Yeah. But I felt that she maybe went too big mm-hmm. um, with some of the the deliveries and too sort of like uh, yeah, just just too big picture, accessible, like hitting the beat very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever the emotional beat was, just hitting that beat very hard. Hmm. Um, I thought Kate McKinnon was doing her kind of weird, jazzy, you know, improv girl kind oh of God, thing. Oh my God, some of that some of that was just oh yeah, so funny. So fucking funny. So, so good. So yeah, I, I didn't have it. I didn't really have any issues with, with McKinnon's performance. I did think that, you know, it's a weird character and the character is meant to sure. be a weirdo. And, you know, and she played into that very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, this movie is funny. That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm like the only fair, uh, assessment of this movie you can do really is like, is it funny? And it is. That's all it wants to be. Yeah. It just wants to be funny. It's a comedy. And yeah, it is. It's fucking funny. It's really, it's really, really funny. Um, I will say that around, you know, as they're gearing up for the climax, Mm -hmm. the laughs start to die down a bit. 
I yeah. think the first half of it, I was laughing constantly. Yeah, I think that um, it the, it does slow a bit. There's a, there's a certain part that I found was one of the most hilarious when Kristen Wiig tries to like notify the mayor of, of like the impending tragedy, mm-hmm. and it's just very good physical comedy. And that's the other oh, thing too. Yeah. I feel like it's a good mix of physical comedy mm-hmm. and like a lot of like one on one. Sort of like like minimal conversation that ends up being really funny. Yes, uh, and the mayor is played by Andy Garcia. It is. Yeah, this is, Cecily Strong is in this. Mm-hmm. Everyone's um, and in Bigley this. And Bigley Jr. There is no role in this movie that's not played by somebody. Yeah, who's that um, guy from Michael, Veep? Michael Kenneth Williams is in it. Mm. Um, so Omar from The Wire. Mm. Wait, who was Omar from The Wire? He was the other detective with a guy from Veep. Oh yeah. Ha, that's funny. <laughs> you didn't recognize the most recognizable face scar in all of acting. <laughs> I should have, yeah. Come on. Um, and uh, and there are cameos, cameos from the uh... cameos from all the surviving original cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, no, I think that you know it's very very funny, and I think that it's it's just going to it's aiming for something different than Paul Feig's previous movies because I I think that if I were to look at Bridesmaids, The Heat, Spy, and now Ghostbusters. Um, Ghostbusters might be the last one I would watch again. Okay. Um, just because it's trying to be something different. This is, you know, Ghostbusters is a full-fledged studio summer tentpole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul Feig was trying to deliver on an entirely other level than what he's done in the past. When Absolutely. he's, you know, he's been just given, you know, he's just been working on these, you know, studio comedies. Um, but not the kind of thing where they're like, okay, like we're banking on this for summer. There's merchandising, there's marketing, right. uh, you know, on a really insanely high level. So this is this, you know, so I feel like, you know, it, it kind of, it doesn't get to just be as loose and freeform and vulgar um, yeah, as the other movies yeah, are. Because yeah. all three of those comedies were hard R comedies. And this is a PG-13. This is PG-13. Which it had to be. I don't even think they say fuck. I don't even think there's a I fuck in this so. movie. I don't think so. It's, yeah, it's only, um, it's PG-13 for supernatural action, which is apparently <laughs> something the rating board cares about, and yeah. some crude humor. Yeah, which I don't even, I mean, I guess they there is a queef joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, you know, they probably really wanted to, like, they probably have been happy to even get a PG for this. Like, I think they yeah. really wanted to make a movie that was not going to alienate little girls and, and just kids, and you know, just the next generation of, of, of moviegoers who are mm-hmm. going to go and see it and are going to remember this as, like, the Ghostbusters from their childhood. Man, that's going to be awesome. I'm yeah. so happy for that I know. to exist. I know. Um, uh, so I think that, yeah, they really just wanted to make it you know, nothing that would be too alienating um, mm-hmm. for, yeah, for the intended audience, which I think is the young kids. Yeah. Um, even though it's still very, very funny on adult level. Yeah. Uh, I think all all four ladies are are hilarious. I think this is actually Kristen Wiig's first role in a studio movie really since Bridesmaids. Oh, wow. Really? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she's really just gone and done indie movies mm-hmm. um, since then. And, you know, not for lack of offers to try to get her into, you know, a studio movie. But that's not what she's been interested in. Right. Um, but you know, they asked her and she agreed to come on and she's, I mean, she's fucking funny. You know, she's, oh, she's hilarious. I think, I think that she might be the funniest of the four lead performances in yes. some ways. Yeah. I mean, just, just, just physically, physically, she's so distinct as a mm-hmm. comedian. Um, so just her like wobbly. And her character has a little bit more going on. There's a little yeah. bit more of stretching and changing um, yeah. than the others. Yeah. She's the one who has an arc here. Yeah. Uh, she's the one who kind of, you know, g- yeah, goes, goes on a journey. She does. Uh, She's the, or I would say that this would be the one of his movies that I would see again. You would watch this one first? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I feel like this one w- will get better as you watch it. Not that it wasn't good mm-hmm. the first time, but I feel like 
I, I, I personally was very nervous. I was nervous yeah, it wasn't going to be good. Right. I was nervous I was going to have to like confront that and then just, I you know. know. It's like that shitty feeling that happens with everything in the world where you're like, oh, and the trolls were right? I don't know. And I what's know. right, but they're not. Uh, so I was. I think I went into it way too tense. Um, <laughs> so going into it, being able to re- relax and just enjoy it a little yeah. bit more, I think I'll, I'll like it better the second time. Yeah, I think that, you know, with this, I think the key is taking it on its own terms and not trying to make it into something other than what it is. Yeah, like any other movie you watch. Yeah, this is this is just a fun comedy. It's a fun summer action comedy. That's all it should be compared to. Right. If you don't like uh, it, then you're a child and go play Pokemon what? outside. Get the fuck out of the movie theater. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen so many reviews with all this, like, you know, like brow beating of like, oh, well, you know, I just, oh, I wanted to like it, but it was just murmur, murmur, murmur. And I That's don't bullshit. I just thought it was funny. Like it tried to be funny. It succeeded. Like I, I don't think it's a perfect movie. If I was doing like regular like A B C D grades, I'd probably give it like a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like it's it's fucking funny. Like I think that you know the the expectations were are really really unfair for this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would encourage all of you to just try to let go of all that. Try to divorce yourself from all of the controversy and all of the bullshit and like all of the expectations and just like just just go in and just let it be what it is which is which is just a really witty uh entertaining light diverting comedy weird weird yes yes and, weird yeah, as well we think you'll really enjoy it yes so, uh it's our only film this week and but it's still our pick of the week it is and we're gonna say binge it binge it binge um, ghostbusters by all means see it opening weekend guys this is one of those things make where a message with your dollars it really guys this really is like a vote uh like this is every time that there is a female driven um studio movie it turns into a referendum on whether or not women can be in in hollywood movies whether hollywood movies can be about women whether women go to see movies every time and that's not on any of you guys that is how hollywood views it this is how executives see it Mm -hmm. like this is just the way that that business works but like the role that you can play in that is by going out and supporting movies like this um, because there's a lot riding on this movie and there shouldn't be, but right. there is. So, and that's just the reality. And so you get to go and do something good for the arts in America and also have fun. Isn't yeah, that great? It's, a, it's such a fun time. You'll yes. really enjoy it. We think. Yeah. Thumbs um, up. It's out now Friday. Um, it's out Friday and it's rated PG 13 for supernatural action and some crude humor. Thank you so much for listening to this one uh, show episode. Uh, we'll see one you and done. next week. Um, I'm on Twitter at Fight Balance. Jason is at the Jason Roy. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. I ain't afraid of no ghosts.